hands are sweaty, but my feet are freezing cold. I'm cold in if I keep feeling the soul. One foot moves ahead at a time. You can't do much to fall out of the line. Oh, comfort comes from within. Thinks the positive thoughts. Focus on good things. Not for sure, so you got to be grooving. Can't waste too much time with the Welcome to Lease FM. Today I'm joined by longtime friend and very talented guitarist, singer, songwriter, Elliot Krull from Banknotes, a five-piece ska, reggae, rock, and blues-based band um, out of Chicago, whose sound will seriously just make you want to dance forever. I, I've, uh. I've <laughs> only seen you guys once, which is ridiculous. Um, thank you for having me, yes, Lisa. Yes, thank you for coming in. I you know, I, I need to get my friends on this because got to blow you guys up. Um, <laughs> but I, when I saw you guys at the Carrie Piper, in, where was, where is that even? Oh, uh, Willowbrook. Willowbrook. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was going, I was into it. I love that little bar. Yeah. It's, it's like my favorite little Irish bar. I don't know. When we first started playing there, I'd never been there and I was like, didn't really know what to expect. Right. It's kind of divey, kind of like Right, in the middle like of nowhere. Looking like at the outside of the building, it's like you wouldn't Jesus. really expect live yeah. music to be going down there, but yeah. it's, it's a cool environment. Cool little joint, for yeah. sure. And we're also joined by Colin. Colin, your last name? Uh, Nordine. Nordine. Colin Nordine, who is the drummer, singer extraordinaire. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Okay, so let's just sink our teeth right, right. into it. Where it. did the make notes come from for you? The bank knows, well, it all, uh, when I first started playing music, I was really into, believe it or not, like fast paced, like metal, like Pantera. And then, uh, Ditto. Yeah. And like, I always really wanted to like learn how to play fast and heavy and like in your face. And then I realized, oh man, I'm not that good. <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't know, my dad, he always, we grew up with the blues all around us, so uh, started listening to the blues, started getting into like more feeling types of music, you know, and uh, always wanted to sing, but I couldn't sing and play guitar at the same time. It just wasn't it's good. It's a hard <laughs> thing to do, for sure. Right. People and then, don't uh, realize that. Sublime, I don't know, There, it's just real... You know, simple stuff you could talk over. It's like on on the up is real easy to sing over to. So that's how I got into like singing was listening to Sublime. Yeah, let's talk about that. So first Sublime experience. Do you remember kind of when that was in your life? Like middle school would it have been or early high school? I would say early early high school. Yeah, yeah probably around. So- sophomore year in mm-hmm. high school is when I really got into like Sublime. And why? Why? What turned you on with them? I don't know. Like, they're just kind of cool. Like, they. One big reason that I like Sublime, like, in their live stuff, like, they don't care if they mess up. Like, it's almost a part of like their act. So it's like, you know, they're just out there having a good time, having fun. The stuff they're singing about is like real, you know? Uh,. Yeah, they just, were pretty punk rock. Yeah. Totally. So a lot of their early stuff was super punk rock, and they just, you know, yeah, you could either love it or hate it, and I don't think they really cared. That's yeah. why they were so great. Yeah. So would you say that Banknotes has kind of adapted that 
we don't give a crap what you think. Yeah, this is this is me. I picked it up from Sublime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean unapologetic for sure. But also like really joyful, really happy sounding generally, right? Yeah. And what? Would you say that that's, again, another thing that you kind of, like, go for? Because a lot of, like, you know, banknotes, music makes me feel good. Kind of makes me feel groovy, like, taps into the whole. I feel like one one thing with my uh, music, like, a lot of the lyrics are really, like, if you, like, actually look at them and dissect them, you'd be like, man, this, this dude's messed up. <laughs> like, they're really <laughs> negative lyrics, but, like, over a happy-sounding song, people don't really, they're like, oh, this guy's fine. Yeah, totally. Well, it gives it, like, a melancholy feel, Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. So you could just, like, play this happy song with the saddest lyrics, and it'll still... It won't make you sad necessarily. It'll make you right. dance. Yeah. It'll make you dance. That's like why I love of Montreal so much because Kevin Barnes sings about the most depressing things, but like yeah, chemicals. Come on, chemicals. He's singing about like his drugs, not, you know, his sure. prescriptions not doing anything. Do oh, God. They're awesome. I try to talk about them every episode because they're just <laughs> the best. Here we go. Um, of Montreal. Of Montreal. There it is. Um, okay, cool. So Sublime happened. What, what was your favorite Sublime song, kind of, or what do you think has yeah. had the most. Im- impact on your songwriting oh man i mean just coming from a sublime fan they're all like basically the same yeah no totally but that's but it's a sound that they've i don't know i'd say uh mastered it one one song that i uh always found myself covering whether it would be like in bands or street performing was uh bad fish okay bad i, I fish don't know if i've heard sublime. of that yeah that was always a good one. What's that one about? Oh, man. I don't know. It's about a lot of bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. It's a podcast. He's a bad fish. Let's just say that. Okay. He's, he's a bad fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had, that, he had a bad heroin dependency, and it was... Yeah. He had a lot of demons. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. a lot of that came out in his, his lyrics. Yeah. All right. It's a good song, though. <laughs> Bad Fish makes a it good song. It sounds happy. Yeah. See, that's the trick. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of that, and then we'll come back in and uh, talk about looks like Stevie Ray Vaughan you have listed next. So cool. here's a little sublime Bad Fish. So Stevie Ray Vaughan, completely different, arguably, from Sublime. Yeah, um, definitely. Where did that come from? I would I would blame that one on my dad. <laughs> totally, I can <laughs> uh, see that as a Ken Krell. Um, my little brother, also Andy, is a beast on guitar. Um, as you know, yes, m- I do. Many people out there may may or may not know, but Andy is a beast on guitar, and he was, I mean, me and him grew up listening to Steve Ray Vaughan. He was like playing it at like age 10 and I was always trying to play catch up, but I always <laughs> loved Stevie Ray. Um, I feel like that's what kind of bridged me from like metal to like not so metal, yeah. you know, because Stevie Ray Vaughan, he could, he could shred, he could play the blues faster than almost anybody, but like he's, 
he knows how to slow it down. He knows how to give it dynamics. And Take like a breath. Give feeling, you know? Totally. And, like, even even his voice is, like, kind of, like, heavy sounding, but it's very soulful. So I feel like that Steve Ray Vaughn started to just kind of get me out of my, like, shell, you know? <laughs> totally. Like, I was, like, a little teenager, like, full of, like, angst, and I just listened to Pantera all the time, <laughs> and then I started listening to stuff like Stevie Ray, you know, and it got yourself educated exactly yeah kind of just grew from there yeah totally what um what state so that was like also like later high school or yeah it's say late late middle school early middle school is when i started messing around with like bluesier sounding mm-hmm. stuff um i remember andy my little brother had a tape which this it was just a guy giving like lessons on steve ray vaughn licks and andy figured out on our vcr there was a way to slow it down without changing the pitch so he would already do a slowed down version and andy would slow it down again and just learn it like note by note and like just kind of figure out i'm mostly impressed how he managed to slow it down without changing the pitch i know i don't know how he figured it out yeah andy's a smart kid i (laughs) I gotta get him in here um that's so a lot of it was watching that happen yeah yeah and um so blues being from Chicago, from the Chicago suburbs, um, did you encounter a lot of live blues when you were growing up? Um, actually, not as much as I'd like. I'm gonna admit this now. I'm not I'm not proud of it. But when I was before I got into the blues, it was when I was still like in my metal phase. Oh man, I can't believe I'm gonna say this on <laughs> WGN Radio. But I was I must have been 13 years old, and my little brother. And Kevin, too, my older brother, were already, like, listening to stuff, like, a bunch of different stuff other than, like, metal, you know. But my dad had got some B.B. King concert tickets. I remember this. And I was like, like, I don't don't like the blues. Like, I'm too cool for that. And then I didn't go. And you want to know what? They got backstage, got autographs, pictures. (laughs) I remember seeing those pictures. You didn't go to that? Lisa. <laughs> See, that's the problem with teenagers. They just know. don't know. Oh, man. Hey, well, that's a good lesson. Lesson yeah, learned. Definitely. Never pass up a chance to see BB King. He should have yeah. just forced you to go. I know. Come he on, Dad. <laughs> I think he tried to. I was stubborn. You could not be reckoned. I was stubborn. I was a stubborn teenager. Well, that's okay. Does, that, does a lot of that come out in your music? Like, your, do you, when you write lyrics, are you thinking a lot about your past and your a lot of the times like my lyrics when i write them it is like a direct way for me to vent about something that's happening to me like right then and there and it's like i don't know i feel like that's probably why a lot of my songs have more negative lyrics because it's like when you're feeling happy you're not like oh man i need to go vent you know yep. like but like when you're like angry or sad or something's bothering you like like I'll just sit on my phone and pull up the memo pad and be like thinking of right little stuff rant to kind like of write down. You get know? it out. Well, that's where lots of good, most of the good art comes from is the, the heartbreak and yeah. the the frustration and the loss and yeah, absolutely. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, favorite song? Go. Oh, There's so much. Put on a cold shot. Cold shot. Yeah, that's Why? a good one. I just always liked that song. Yeah. The music video is really funny. You should watch it. It's super 80s. Really? Yeah. It involves, uh, there's a, a woman that Steve Ray Vaughn is uh, involved with, and uh, she's not too happy with him, but uh, 
they th- <laughs> in the music video it's as if she throws him off this big roof but they throw like a dummy <laughs> and it's just <laughs> and like it's terrible like, really like he's really <laughs> obvious wow. gotta love it yeah oh my god that's great okay cool so Steve Ray Vaughn cold shot cold shot cold shot here it is once was a sweet thing Eminem is next on your list, and I loved reading that because I was like, <laughs> "Yes, that's." I mean, I could, I, I could totally see it, but let's talk about how it fits into your sound. Um, and and Eminem, I mean, what does he mean to you? Well, man, his, uh, I mean, especially his older stuff when he when he first came out. Like I'd listen to it, and like, I you'd hear some of the stuff he's saying. And it's like, what's wrong with this guy? And then some of the stuff is like funny, and like some of it's like serious, and it's like. But when you look at it, like, his rhyme schemes are so intricate and, like, absolutely perfect that, like, I don't know, it fascinated me. Like, and in my lyrics, like, I, I focus on, like, you don't even got to actually rhyme a word to rhyme a word as long as you rhyme the vowel sound, you know? And, like, he just had, instead of doing your typical, like, A, B, A, B rhyme scheme, like, he'll do, like, rhyme schemes in, inside of rhyme schemes and I don't know, like everything he does, it's like I don't under- I don't even understand how it comes up with the stuff, you know? But uh I definitely try to emulate that in my lyrics when I write all the stuff down and sit down and I look at it and I try to make sure that it's like rhythmically organized and like doesn't necessarily have to rhyme, but like as long as like it I like to make it sound like symmetrical in a way. Totally. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. No, you have, your deliver his delivery, and you know if you if you get a chance to see us live, it's a very hip hop kind of influenced feel on some of the songs with the vocals and like the rhythm and just how it all kind of lays down. So, yeah, how does that change the live experience? That whole kind of syncopated, would you say, like feel? How does how does that change it from being like a blues or a a reggae band? Well, it's kind of, I don't know, if you, a lot of people, especially in, in our generation, like, really respect hip-hop, rap, poetry, you know, and it's just another another layer on our birthday cake that we call the banknotes that makes us so fun. Is like we have the blues, the soul, the reggae, the poetry, the awesome drum solos, guitars, shredding, <laughs> twin leads, like, it's all, it just... Add in layers. It's all about layering the cake. Totally. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Um, so, how what is your songwriting process while we're there? Where what what do you do? What how do you? Because there's so much going on. You have do you have five people in the band? Yeah. And we got five so people. you got keys. We got keys. Um, two guitars. I do rhythm. Andy plays lead. We have Colin who plays drums and does harmonies, and Evan plays bass. Okay. 
bad. So do you usually just, is it you and your guitar at the very inception of the song, or do people yeah, kind of? Yeah, Elliot will usually just write the song and then bring it to us and then we'll make tweaks or yeah. people and add will in your add own part. part or yeah. we'll just mess around with it. Cool. So like whenever, I don't know, well lately <clears throat> for this summer I'm uh, pursuing my, my dream and I'm trying to just live and be a musician for the summer and have a good time doing it but uh before i was just so busy that it was literally every time i would get a second to myself i would sit down on my back porch with my guitar and like i don't know some some songs i would start it off by writing lyrics and like other songs i started off by writing a chord progression or i think of a melody in my head and then i build around that and like i don't know like personally like i could tell in my songs i mean it is because i wrote them but like i could tell which ones like okay i wrote the lyrics for that one first you know or yeah like, i could tell like cool you know, i wrote the melody for that one sure. but huh that's just, neat just i've never really down, thought yeah. about being able to decipher what came first the chicken a, or the egg, chicken <laughs> or the egg. both important the parts of our diet our musical diet the melody <laughs> um very cool okay so eminem songs Again, so many to choose from. What what era of Eminem would you want to zone in on? What song oh. speaks to you right now or speaks to your songwriting process? What I Am. What I Am. That's uh, That song, it really is a good example of, I mean, it's just like, like rhyming on, upon, like, it's just so much rhyming. It's like, too, it can't be too much, but it's almost too yeah. much. It's just crazy. Right. It's a good song. All right, sweet. I'm going to play a little bit of that from Eminem. You've probably heard of him. <laughs> Here it is. I sit back with this pack of zigzags in this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be the most meanest and see on this on this earth. And since birth, I've been cursed with this curse to just curse and just flirt, just berserk and bizarre shit that works. And it sells and it helps and it sells to relieve all this tension, dispensing these sentences, getting the stress that's been eating me recently off of this chest. And I rest again peacefully, peacefully. But at least have the decency in you to leave me alone when you freak see me out in the streets when I'm eating or feeding my daughter to not come and speak to me. I don't know you and no, I don't owe you a motherfucking thing. I'm not Mr. Ed. Cool. And then Toots and the Maytales. Okay, okay. I like to think of them as the grandfathers of reggae. I could have uh, could have gone with Bob Marley on this one, but I uh, I listened to Toots more. I think. So tell me about Toots. I mean, it's just it's just old school, fun, jolly reggae. Yeah. yeah, they were doing like dancehall reggae before all that one drop stuff. That slower, kind of more groovier reggae that was more spiritual. Before all that, they were just doing dancehall ska, yeah. like in suits. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That sounds way different than Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love this band. Um, so what? when did you start listening to? Toots and the Maytals. I really, I got into them in uh, probably the past few years, mm-hmm. actually. Just, uh, you know, I, would, I was stuck on your typical reggae artist that everybody's heard of. And uh, Spotify is actually pretty awesome. I love Spotify radio because, like, you can make your playlist, put five songs in there, and then it'll come up with songs that oh, they isn't think that the you'll best? like. Yeah. And they're always good. They you are. Know? Like, yeah. they're right. Like, they know. They do know. And so, you can listen to this podcast on there? Yeah. At some point, you will be able to. That's all right. coming up. Right, all right. <laughs> so, you found them on Spotify? Yeah. I mean, I had heard about them, heard, heard of them 
because they've been around forever, but I really like started getting into them because like some songs were popping up on my Spotify and I'm like, yo, I really dig this. Looked at like all the rest of their stuff and I mean it's <laughs> they're some of their songs are just masterpieces. The way they they what I love about reggae is it's it's a bunch of like simple parts that are overlapping and different and kind of layers like like I said earlier it's like a like a birthday cake and nobody could build up those layers better than Toots and the Maytals in my opinion like they just they do so much they have so many moving parts in the band and it's like never you know it's never too much yeah is the crazy part yeah that's epic well grandfather's a reggae <laughs> there we go I like that <laughs> okay, so what song, what's your favorite Toots song? Oh, man, put on uh, Funky Kingston. Funky yeah. Kingston. Yeah, that's a good one, right? What's that about? It's, it's like, it's some funky reggae. Yeah? Yeah, it's some funky reggae. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's probably all I need to know. Yeah. Okay, Funky Kingston yeah. from Toots and the Maytals. All right, here it is. heard of the next band but nobody else listening has probably except for our family i don't know i mean they're uh, they're the next big thing pretty notorious over the western (laughs) suburbs yes they are the salt creek boys Boys. and they are why we know each other both of our dads are in this band uh called the salt creek boys originally they were a bluegrass band and then they decided that people didn't want to hear bluegrass all the time so they started throwing in some old time rock and roll songs and uh growing up we were always at the band yeah. practices because they had to bring their kids. You know so. what? I remember Crash Bandicoot in your guys' basement <laughs> oh when I was like eight <laughs> years old. Yep. Either and that or the pool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the yeah, pool. Whirlpools. Oh, my God. Yeah. We made the best whirlpools. Um, but tell me about why why you list them in your top five influences. That's a, that's a big honor. Well, I mean, they definitely deserve it. There's a whole whole lot of reasons that... I'm influenced by them. I mean, just the pure fact that it's like we were exposed to it. Every Friday was Friday night music practice at the Grams. And so, and even though we were kids and we weren't up there practicing and it was kind of like, you know, it was our dad's band, like it was still like right there in our face, you know, like we're just surrounded by music because of it, you know, and there's a lot of like their harmonies are absolutely phenomenal. Your your dad has got like the best high bluegrass voice, <laughs> and like, your dad has the best low bluegrass voice. And and Mark's Mark great is in the a great middle. front man. <laughs> he really you is. Know? And they're so cute, aren't they? They they're just for a three piece acoustic band. They do so much, you know. Like whether <clears throat> whether my dad's doing the steel or the mandolin or Mark's playing fiddle or they're just all playing guitars and rocking out. Like I don't know. They're 
And they could play, I mean, they could probably play for 48 hours straight if you paid them enough, you know? (laughs) Yeah, if you paid them in enough beer, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so true. I mean, we are lucky. I was talking about this on last week's show with my dad. Like, I just assume that all kids kind of grew up with that much music around them. But We were definitely lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, did you have you played with the Salt Creek Boys much? Like, or have you played with your? You've played with your dad a lot. Yeah, um, I've played with my dad. Have jammed with my dad. Just sat in at a show at the Carrie Piper. Yeah, he, that was uh, epic. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. He sat that. in on Laugh Steel. That was yeah. cool. And like I've I've jammed, I've jammed with Salt, the Salt Creek Boys here and there. You know, throughout the years, Psst, go up and play a song with them. Yeah. You know. Well, I remember this this one year. Uh, it was like the holiday season and we were going around to uh nursing homes nursing homes yep. and uh homeless shelters and with with our dads mm-hmm. and Andy was there you were there yeah, right yeah I was there Doug was there. everybody was there Doug, yeah it was all of us were there and I don't know we were just jamming yeah. out all day going from place to place you know and big happy musical family and it's for good cause too it's totally. like awesome. I don't know like they're good musicians not only but like they're they're good people too they so are. yeah totally well they'll be tickled Salt to boys. yeah exactly. shout out <laughs> represent <to you> <laughs> great yeah i don't know you know why they're one of my influences because you you know them yeah totally good guys and i mean as far as like being a local band and they've really held up like they've played for it's like almost 20 years yeah Yeah. exactly so what okay so now coming back to you and your bands you're in several um what what do you love about playing around chicago what do i love about playing around chicago um there's a lot of people here there's a lot of people um there's a lot of competition. That's the downside, but there's a lot of people in yeah. Chicago, and I feel like all it takes is that right person, you know, right. hearing your stuff, and I feel like your chances go up when there's, like, millions of people around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's what so do you love? Many, there's so many good clubs to play at, too. There's Yeah, there's countless amounts of, like, good places to play at. Oh, yeah, at. absolutely. Um, and you guys have a show coming up, right? Yes, we do. Um, Saturday. Saturday, June twenty fourth. So tomorrow, if you're listening to the podcast, the day it drops, um, and that's at the Elbow Room. 
Yes, which I've never been to. The Elba Room is a cool place. We'll be playing in the basement. They got awesome lights there. Ooh. I've only played there once, but I remember their you lights. Remember the lights. Their lights were awesome. <laughs> I was like, whoa, lights. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sounds groovy. Um, and why don't you intro for me your song that we're going to play? Um, it's called <laughs> Nine. It's, well, the shortened version is 99 Olds, but it's called 1999 Oldsmobile. Okay, and that wrote, sounds like a car you owned at one point. Yeah. Yes, I remember she, that she's car. She's gone now. <laughs> she's gone. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, why did you write, where did the song come from? Um, well, the song, I was just writing about s- stuff that was going on. I mean, it's not even really exactly 100% about that car, but like, the, I mean, for example, the the first first line in my song, I had, uh, it was like the middle of winter, and I had a great heating unit, but I had these really drafty windows, and the first line is, I'm so tired of these drafty windows. My apartment is hot as hell until the wind blows, and I don't know, so it's just about like a bunch of different stuff that surround yeah. me. Um, I picked the title of the song because my favorite line in the song is I got a 1999 Oldsmobile Alero but let me tell you it runs like a Camaro (laughs) (laughs) so that's good that's awesome cool I like that line yeah it's really good (laughs) a lot of your lyrics are like intricately witty and I guess that just just, that just takes a lot of time right and a lot of like I just have a lot of voices in my head that are constantly talking. <laughs> just gotta get a pen and paper and yeah, write it man. down. That's what it's, that's what those pen and papers are there for. Totally. <laughs> that's awesome. What else? Anything else you wanna throw in there? We can find you on Bandcamp. You yeah. could or on You can find us on Bandcamp. There's uh there's a demo that's there's an old demo on Bandcamp. You could find us on Facebook. We got uh, more recent stuff on there. The bank notes. Um, I'm also I also am in this other band called River Snakes, and you could find us on Facebook as well. Cool. It's more of like a. I don't know. The project is interesting. We're calling it Ska Grunge. Ooh, so, Ska Grunge. Sounds, yeah. You could go a lot of places with that. That's awesome. And then we. What time do we go? We go on at 11, go on, at 11. on Saturday. Perfect. And I think music starts around 9. River Snakes go on at 8. River, River Snakes, Snakes go on at 8, eight. so right. make sure you catch that. And it will be my birthday. Okay. It be. And it was just your birthday. Yeah. Birthday boys. We, we planned this show directly in between our birthdays so we could feel like we have law friends and be like, look, look at our birthday <laughs> look how party. Cool yeah. We are. <laughs> hey, that's cool, man. I like that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank both you for having of you. us, Lisa. And um, I'm really excited thank for the show. I'm going to come out, bring my dancing shoes. Yeah. I hope everybody else does too. Again, Elliot and Colin from the Banknotes. And here's their tune 99 Olds. Hell to the wind blows Everything that I got I feel that I can't keep up Till every other Friday I got a 1999 old But let me tell you It runs like a Camaro Been stuck in a standstill Like a scarecrow There goes life Well I'm watching This is wicked Me feeling conflicted Like the splits Are getting a little bit lifted 
sitting, wishing eyes to be fishing. I'm on a mission, baby, meet you down to fishing. It's the weekend, only feeling complete. I said, now I'll have to split to get a little bit lifted. Was left to sit and wish and I still be fishing. I'm on a mission, baby, meet you down to fishing. Over the years I have learned that small talk can save you from just about any situation. The trials and tribulations got me stipulating. Am I being manipulated? I can't say that I'm close to perfect, but even off the clock, I'm always working. I can't say that I mind it when a time I can't find it, cause what is time anyway? This is wicked, and feeling conflicted. Lots of bliss to get a little bit lifted. Let the sit and wish and I to be fishing. I'm on a mission, baby, need you down to vision. Is it wicked, and feeling conflicted? And wishing not to be fishing I'm on a mission, baby, meet you down to fishing When life is taxing and you're overreacting Stop if you don't have a heart attack And if you don't have a flashback When your back cracks, when you're getting spastic That's a good thing I can just sit in my car and drive Get her down to clear my mind Listening to jazz on 9.9 Not in your bed when you're feeling alone This is wicked when you're feeling conflicted Lots of splits to get a little bit lifted Let the sit and wishing I to be fishing And I'm on a mission, baby, need you down to vision Is it wicked when you're feeling conflicted? Is it now? Lots of splits to get a little bit lifted But let the sit and wishing I to be I'm on a mission, baby, meet you down the vision. Thanks, Lisa. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks, guys. This is Lisa FM.